Today on Follow Friday, we're going to talk about HGTV, Hidden Treasure, Techno Kings, Reply Guys, Multi-Million Dollar Mansions, Chrissy Teigen, and Spirit Halloween. That's in a minute with Samir Mizrahi from BuzzFeed. But first, today's show is brought to you by The Edit from Timber. The Edit connects podcasters with industry professionals who will listen to their work and give them really good constructive feedback. Check them out at followfriday.net slash timber. Today is a good day to meet some new friends. Hey. Everyone make a way. The show is a buffet of folks you should know. Hey. Let's have a swirl. Well, that's enough for a place. I'm Eric Johnson. Welcome to Follow Friday, a podcast about who you should follow online. Every week, I talk to creative people about who they follow and why. This is a guided tour to the best people on the internet, led by your favorite writers, podcasters, comedians, and more. If this is your first episode of the show, take a moment now and please follow or subscribe in your podcast app. It's free, and you'll get fresh interviews with your favorite creators every week. Today on the show is Samir Mizrahi, who works on the social media team at BuzzFeed. He's the founder of an excellent meme account called Kale Salad. He's the host of a video series I love called Celebrity Home Shopping. And he's the man behind one of the best accounts on Instagram, Zillow Gone Wild. You can find Samir on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon at Samir, which is spelled S-A-M-I-R. Samir, welcome to Follow Friday. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you here. As I said, I'm a big fan of celebrity home shopping, which is where you break down what you love and what you hate about the homes of the rich and famous. So what's an example of something that a lot of celebrity homes do right? And what's an example of something a lot of them do horribly wrong? I think the obvious wrong thing are the gutters, which I think a lot of people call them downspouts. I mean, they're probably downspouts. I'll never admit that anywhere else. This is a special admission. <laughs> But um, you've got these houses that are just like so nice and huge, massive, you know, like 10 or 12,000 square feet. And just like in the middle of the wall, they've got this really ugly gutter just going down the side of the wall. The more gables a home has, the more gutters it's going to have, the more downspouts because, you know, the more you, the more you have them, the more you've got these little edges and spots that need to direct the water flow. So McMansion's gaudy homes they have a ton of these so they've just got gutters and downspouts everywhere but drake's home which was designed by i'm gonna butcher his name ferris refuli is like a very famous uh, really good designer um his home is fifty thousand square feet but like it's you just like the the uh the roof line is just straight across you don't have any of those so it's just like so much cleaner and easier and nicer so that's a thing like they just stick out and like so many homies uh, which is like our squad in the show, H-O-M-E-I-E-S. Um, <laughs> people will send me pictures of like terrible gutters they see. And I've like, I've, I've taught people about these gutters in the world that where they, uh, I mean, I don't know if taught people just like awoken people to seeing bad gutters in their neighborhoods around town everywhere. So people <laughs> are always sending me pictures or like, Insta posts or reels or you know, like you know those like mansion videos on Instagram. People will send them to me, and 
it's always like, why are you doing this to me? It's like, don't send this to me. It's hurting me. It hurts my heart. <laughs> they're, they're, they're torturing you with like your least favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, what about something that, that a lot of uh, celebrity homes get right? Is there anything that, um, I don't know, that you consistently look at and you're like, oh, I wish, I wish I had this in my life? Um, kitchens are always usually pretty good, especially if they've got a butler pantry. Um, I love a butler pantry. It's like, it's, you probably will never use your kitchen if you've got a butler's pantry and you just do everything in the hidden secret kitchen and make a mess in there and no one will ever see. And then your main kitchen is just like a nice showroom. Yeah, since I since I've been watching your videos, I've I've started just unconsciously thinking of kitchen space in terms of BMS. Do you do you want do you want to explain what uh, what what BMS means? Yes, um, BMS is the butt measurement system, which we use uh, the peach emojis, <laughs> and it's the distance between your side counters in your kitchen and the island. And typically, I think like a three is good. So someone could be like a lot of kitchens have the sink on one side and the stove on the other side. So if someone is at each of those stations, like for someone to be able to walk through easily, like that's, that's an optimal scenario. You'd be surprised. Some kitchens are really tight and some are like too big for no reason, but like a good three, a good three all around is, is preferred. Well, we could go down the rabbit hole and just talk about kitchens for the next hour, but instead let's find out who Samir Mezrahi follows. And you can follow along with us today. Every person Samir recommends will be linked in the show notes and in the transcript at followfridaypodcast.com. It's Follow Friday. Samir, before the show, I gave you a list of categories, and I asked you to tell me four people you follow who fit in those categories. Your first pick is in the category, someone you don't know but want to be friends with. And you said Drew and Jonathan Scott, a.k.a. the Property Brothers. The easiest way to find them is by turning on HGTV at basically any hour of the day. But you can follow Drew on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Mr. Drew Scott. And Mr. is just the letters MR. And you can follow Jonathan on those three sites at Jonathan Scott. So first, for people who may not have seen one of their many, many TV shows, um, explain what the Property Brothers do. They're like claim to fame, like Orthang is one of them, uh, renovates homes. And the other one is a realtor. So they, I think it all, I think they're always in Canada. I'm not sure if they've ever made it out of there yet for the show, but they'll meet with like a family and, and find a dream home for them. I know, honestly don't know which brother does which. I always got to look it up. Well, they're, they're twin brothers, right? Yes, they're twin brothers. And there's a third goth, goth, or he was kind of goth brother that's like, <laughs> Like a tweet about him goes viral every once in a while. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so one of the brothers will help a couple find a home, and then the other brother, once they pick it, will help them renovate it to be like their dream home. And yeah, like you've said, Mal, they're in everything. They've got a million shows. They're in every ad. I think they're, I don't know, in Lowe's or Home Depot, one of those places. Right, and they have, I think, a uh, both an interior design app, and they have their own iPhone game, and the, the, they are everywhere so how did you first start following them so i mean i always have a long time hgtv watcher house hunters um house hunters international i can't remember anything else there but house hunters is a classic flipper flop and love yeah. it or listed and all of those totally yeah, yeah i've been just a long time hgtv watcher and they've been they've been like i don't know when they exactly bubbled up but they i think mean, quickly kind of rose the ranks there 
Um, so I don't even remember when I started following them, but followed them at some point in the last uh, many years. And for a long time, Zillow Gone Wild, like that was my only follow on that account. Yeah, so, so talk a bit about like what their work means to you. I mean, you're clearly passionate about about homes and about design and these sorts of things. Why specifically do you choose them here? I think they've become like, uh, I don't want to say that they are the Guy Fieri of the HGTV network because I want to be the Guy Fieri of HGTV someday, <laughs> but they're the incumbent Guy Fieri of HGTV. And I think they've just really have like an impact in the space. And now they have like a show where they think they like do, I think it's called like Celeb IOU and they help people uh, with renovations or help like famous people's friends or something. So I don't know. I think they've just like, they're, they're like wholesome and it's positive and it's good content. And I think that like your home is like your biggest thing, like biggest part of your life. So I think they just have a big impact on people, like a good impact on people. So like when you're watching one of their shows, are you critiquing the design choices they're making? Are you looking at, you know, and looking at the kitchens they're renovating and going, that's not enough BMS or, or, or is this more of just like a passive, just like chill out, just completely get, you know, uh, just float along with the show for you. There's definitely some critiquing. I think the good thing about HDTV, it is kind of passive, but definitely some critiquing. If, if you watch, if you watch their show, I've only seen a tiny bit. I, I I have I have to admit I'm not the biggest fan of the reality show of like the way it kind of pads out to fill an hour. I much prefer a shorter like internet style video, but I but I get the appeal 100%. For sure. So like and one I, one of the cool things is just the software they use to like show you what the renovation is. It's like the like the walls fall down, the new wall comes up. Like cabinets slide into the room and like, I don't know, it's, it's fun to see like That's these like mock-ups and drawings. And then like the before and after is, pre- is pretty cool. They always find something that messes up your budget and you think like these guys are in trouble. It's going to cost them, you know, $20,000 and the guy's like, I'm sorry to break it to you. And it's like $400. So you're like, okay, not so bad. <laughs> they'll, be able, they'll be able to work with this within their budget. Right. So there's sort of a a pattern, a predictable sort of drama. There there will always be a crisis at some point in the show, and 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 then don't worry, we got it. It's under control. There's yeah, something yeah. reassuring about that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's always the crisis, and not only is it like not a problem. Well, always like some electrical code not up to code. Like don't let them break the wall down because they'll always find something bad. But. They end up fixing the crisis, and then after they fix it, they always like will surprise them with something extra, like I don't know, some something personal or something cool that uh, that the homeowners don't expect. When we knocked down this wall, we found buried treasure. No, not really. <laughs> it's always like bad wiring or like not to, like a beam that's not really supposed to be there, or the roof is barely living, barely hanging on. Bad kind of surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Treasure would be good, like a room that's not on the on the per, on the plans. Something bad, yeah. Well, that was the Property Brothers, Drew and Jonathan Scott. You can find them on various social networks at Mr. Drew Scott and Jonathan Scott. It's Final Friday. Samir, let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone you're embarrassed to admit you follow, and you said Elon Musk, who is on Twitter at Elon Musk. His official title at the electric car company Tesla is Techno King. He's also the chief engineer of SpaceX, and one time he dressed up as Wario while hosting Saturday Night Live. So let's start with the basics. Why do you follow Elon Musk? 
So I think I was following him for a little while, but I I turned on notifications for him for a brief period and even like made his tweets my first, which I don't have notifications for anyone on Twitter. <laughs> and I made him like my first tweet deck column because this is like super shameful, but I reviewed his home and I realized his fans are like super active. His mm-hmm. like audience, like is so engaged and crazy. So crazy good. If any of them hear me, um, <laughs> and, uh, this is like super shameless, uh, shameful and pathetic, but I would just reply to his tweets with my video and <laughs> try to get it views. And I think I got like 20,000 views or something. Oh my gosh. My YouTube channel is pretty small. I've been only been doing YouTube for like a little uh, under a year. So just, you know, just trying to get any kind of traction, extra traction there. So I realized oh, this could be a way to, to get some views and some, and some, uh, yeah, just get some views and some reach. You became a reply guy. Yeah, I was a reply guy. Most people were like, this sucks. And then they're like, oh, I actually watched it and it wasn't bad. <laughs> but I tried it with some other celebs and no one has like the rapid, like crazy following like he did, like really like well engaged uh, audience. Right. Right. Probably a lot of like uh, bit, um, crypto scammers or people in the comments trying to trying to get crypto or whatever they're doing in the comments with each other. Everyone's hustling in those comments. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big uh, maybe we should form a group and we should, you know pick a leader and uh, <laughs> go from there in those comments. But yeah, there's a, there's definitely a lot of hustle in those comments. So you you got to be like within the first minute or two or else it's already way too late. Um, like, but you got to be super fast or else, yeah, everyone is jumping at those comments. <laughs> so are you embarrassed to admit you follow him because specifically of the fact that you were a reply guy or is it because of, you know, how he's perceived on the Internet or, or unpack that part of it for me? Um, mostly a reply guy. I think he's like, he's a character, you know, so you, you follow a lot of characters. You might not agree with everything they're doing or whatever, but he's like definitely an interesting Twitter person. So why not follow him and see, and CEO, I don't know if he's always CEO, is he CEO of Tesla chairman of Tesla? I think he, I think he changed his title officially from CEO and chairman to Techno King. I think it's like there's like legal paperwork for this, which which lines up with his the how he behaves on Twitter. <laughs> totally. So he's like Tesla founder at least, and um, SpaceX and the Boring Company or whatever, like so many things. So he's definitely someone that's I don't know an interesting person to follow. Yeah, maybe talk a little bit about like. The, all these tweets of his that you're replying to, what is he tweeting about? Like for people who maybe have somehow escaped the Twitter version of Elon Musk, talk about how he uses social media. So I did notice some patterns in this. Like he retweets like SpaceX launch stuff and he replies to people about Tesla car problems, news, info. And then usually nightly, it seems like he does some kind of like meme dump world tweet three four five six memes that he seemed to have liked that day are you a fan of what his companies are doing like like tesla and space like would you would you buy a tesla like are you the sort of person who is i guess into the the sort of the sort of projects that he's working on are you more (laughs) or are you more interested in like his specifically his home 
Um, yeah, I mean, Teslas seem pretty cool. Uh, I drove one once. I didn't get one, but um, the technology is pretty cool and like way ahead of everyone else. Um, I guess similar to Apple um, iPhone in its early days, just like so far ahead and cool. Um, I saw a tweet from someone once that um, going to a Tesla is like going from a flip phone to a feature phone. And that seemed like when I drove it, that felt like true that this like car can do things that like, like, you know, it just knows where every car is on the street. It knows what the, the light is, like what color the light is hundreds of feet ahead of you. Just so much smarter than any, any car you've been used to. So yeah, Tesla seemed pretty cool. So ha- having, having studied the way he uses Twitter, what do you think other tech execs can learn from the way he uses social media? Do you think there's something, you know, some special sauce that helps him connect with the, the his audience? I mean, you mentioned he has a very passionate, you know, fan base there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you got to be careful what you tweet sometimes. I think he's gotten in trouble he's with the that. SEC sometimes. <laughs> but yep. he's got also so much money that maybe... He's got padding where you don't have to care what the SEC says about what you tweet, that he could lose a little bit and still be okay. Wouldn't notice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's like gotten a taste of being like a content creator, I think, which is cool that like that's why he posts more because he did some, he probably did something years ago on Twitter and he saw the reaction. So you like anyone, if you get 10 likes on something that you haven't done, you'll do it again the next day and you'll get 20 likes the next day. And, but his scale is just Elon Musk scale. So like I've, I've read before or seen before that like getting likes or whatever is that like dopamine hit or cocaine hit or whatever they call it. I've never done cocaine, but uh, I can see that like he's getting that, that scale of like you post and you get, you know, 10,000 retweets in three minutes. Like that feels cool. Um, and at his scale, you know, it's crazy. So he's probably has like Justin Bieber scale. So just kind of like having your own army or whatever. I don't know if his uh, fans have a name, but he's, he's, he's got a taste of that as a CEO. But that was Tesla techno king Elon Musk. We're going to take a quick break now, but we'll be back in a minute with Samir Mizrahi from Celebrity Home Shopping. Today's show is brought to you by The Edit from Timber. If you have a podcast, you should be getting feedback on it as much as you can. And for only $20 a month, The Edit will connect you with industry professionals like Hot Pot contributor Sky Pillsbury, Jenna Spinell from Penn State, and me, Eric Johnson, from the podcast you're listening to right now. We will give you constructive criticism so that you can make your podcast better. Sign up today at followfriday.net slash timber. That's followfriday.net slash T-I-M-B-E-R. Also, do you want Follow Friday stickers? Yeah, of course you do. But you only have a limited amount of time to get them. For the rest of October, pledge $5 or more at patreon.com slash followfriday. And if you are pledging that amount by October 31st, I will mail you a handwritten thank you note and a sheet of adorable stickers. When you become a Follow Friday patron, you'll also get to enjoy all the other benefits, including bonus episodes every week. This promotion ends after Halloween, October 31st, so you only have 10 days. Full details at patreon.com slash follow Friday. 
Welcome back to Follow Friday. Samir, let's move on to your next follow. I asked you for someone you're jealous of, and you said Ennis Yilmazar, who is on YouTube at Ennis Yilmazar, on Instagram at Ennis Yilmazar LA, and on Facebook at Ennis Yilmazar Official. And I'm going to spell out his full name here. E-N-E-S-Y-I-L-M-A-Z-E-R. So Ennis has more than a million subscribers on YouTube, and when you look at his page, it's immediately obvious why so many people are gravitating toward his videos. Explain what he does. So Ennis uh, tours mansions, mostly in LA, but he's like branched out internationally all around the US and everywhere. And just like 20 million, 30 million, 50 million, 100 million dollar homes that are just like the coolest homes you've ever seen. Yeah, he's pretty, he's gotten like a pretty good luck in that world and just really crushing it there. Yeah. And his, his videos are, these are long videos and they're, Mm -hmm. highly produced deep dives every room in the house every angle so like talk about you know when you watch the videos that he makes are are you falling asleep are you you know cooking dinner like what's your frame of mind when you're watching an ns yomazar video i think historically a lot of listings don't show everything and it like we're used to just still photo listings where you don't get the full picture even if you do like the 3d walkthrough it's not quite the same and his videos just like getting access to these places. You could really see mansions and also the details and info listings don't, you know, they might have a paragraph about the home, but just talking about like one home had a million dollar outdoor kitchen with all the stuff out there. Um, so just like extra details you don't get in a world that most of us never get to go see, you know, a lot of these homes, unless there's a listing out there. Now, is there anything from, you know, from watching his videos that has influenced the way you make either Zillow Gone Wild or Celebrity Home Shopping and anything that has kind of, I don't know, impacted your own, your own posts, your, your, your own social media uh, activity? Yeah, I mean, I realize that I think people are like the bigger the price tag, the more there's interest in the home. Like I covered Sylvester Stallone's $85 million home, I think. Drake's home is like worth almost 100 million. So when I, uh, uh, the weekend had a $70 million home he bought. Oh my gosh. So I used to not totally, I mean, they would come across my face and I'd be like, whatever. But now when I see a home that's, you know, that has a major mega value, I'll definitely like try to figure out a way to cover it because there's just more interest, the bigger price, the price tag. The, the celeb interest portion is, you know, whatever, 50% celeb people care about per episode, but the price tag gives it just like an even more bigger boost. I think you'll get people that don't even care about the celeb if the price tag is higher. Yeah, I was looking at Ennis's YouTube channel and there's like a $100 million yacht and there's a $125 million apartment in New York that can look at Central Park. I mean, it's 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 just it's it's amazing just um, how the other half or how the other, you know, point zero zero one percent lives. <laughs> totally. Yeah, there's just yeah, it's just like a like a, a level of money and like homes that you don't see every day. So you specifically mentioned in your email to me that you're not only jealous of Ennis, but also you mentioned his crew. He has editors and camera operators helping him to make these these gorgeous videos. So, so talk about that. What do you like about the, his, the larger aesthetic of, of Ennis's videos? Um, just produced well and being able to... Um, uh, Mike Ayers is someone on there, and I think they've hired some other people, but just being able to go see these places and these homes 
and to be able to just kind of craft it together to, to bring it out to the public, I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the gorgeous videos, I, ha- I have to say. I was just amazed at how good they look. TV quality stuff. Totally. And like, I don't know, celebrity home shopping, I'm like in the green screen and just critiquing homes someday. Phase two, maybe I'll be at celebrity homes actually <laughs> reviewing them in person. So definitely jealous to, to actually get to see some of these homes and these views and these amenities. Uh, butler's pantries in person would be cool to see maybe wash my hands in a sink yeah i i mean i i i obviously want you to have an hgtv show i want you to, to do whatever your heart desires with this show but i kind of i kind of like the lo-fi green screen aesthetic i don't know it works for me <laughs> yeah no i'm not complaining it's fun it's easy it's um it's uh definitely interesting but it would be cool to actually you know to see some of these homes and these views and to get like an upfront sense of the scale. I, I drove, I was in LA last week or two weeks ago. And you know, the one that $350 million home. No, I don't know this. This guy built this, it was supposed to be $500 million home in uh, Bel Air. And oh my God, it finally finished it. And it's, it's 350 million, hundred thousand plus square feet. He defaulted on the loans. There's a big drama about it. It has a nightclub. It's crazy. And I like drove up. <laughs> I drove up there just wanting to see it a couple of weeks ago. And it's just like massive. Just looks like a, a mall with a parking garage. <laughs> just like unbelievable. 100,000 square feet. Like I think it's one of the biggest homes in North America, if not the biggest one. But at a certain point, you can't call that a home anymore. It's a mall. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah. warehouse. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely like on the crazy and the crazy side. But yeah, just to be able when you're actually at these places, it like I'm even just I've seen so many of these homes that some like sometimes they feel small to me at 10,000 square feet from looking at pictures, you know, I'm just so used to them. And I'm like, oh, 10,000, whatever. Okay, 30,000, that's that's much better for us. So actually being there, I think you, you get a better sense of what 10,000 square foot homes really are. Right, right. Well, that was Ennis Yomazar, who is on YouTube at Ennis Yomazar. It's Final Friday. We have time for one more follow today. Samir, I asked you for someone who makes you laugh, and you said Nick Lutzko, who is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nick Lutzko, and on YouTube at Nicholas Ryan Lutzko, and his last name is spelled L-U-T-S-K-O. Nick is a songwriter and a comedian. Um, How did you start following him, and why does he make you laugh? I think I started following him because he had this video about Chrissy Teigen unfollowing him, and... Uh, he wanted her to follow him back. So he writes these like rock ballads, maybe in his basement. I'm not sure where he is. Um, and they're just, I don't know, they're so funny. They're my kind of humor. It's just like, there's like a little top part of the song where he talks to the camera and there's like a chorus and it's just, he's sweating and it's really intense. And I don't know, it's just really funny to me. And anytime he makes a new one, I'll share it to people. It's been a hard year. Don't need to list the reasons why But I can sincerely say The greatest moment of my life was When Chrissy Teigen followed me on Twitter But I took it for granted And posted the dumbest imaginable I promise to be normal I swear
no one I know cares about them. But nah, let me take that back. <laughs> I share it to people and I'm and I'm like, I love this, but it's like a very specific kind of humor too. Yeah. It's and there's like as I understand it, there's like lore in his videos, right? He kind of has running jokes that stretch from, from video to video. Yeah, I think he remade a Gremlins movie. He wanted to make a Gremlins movie. <laughs> I think he like starred in his self written Gremlins movie. Um he did like he's got this Irishman joke that's going on so yeah he definitely has his own like cult following and people make memes of him and think they want him to be on snl but he's just like i don't know his videos are really funny that, that's kind of the the thing with like something like snl is even if you haven't watched the queen's gambit you can watch anya taylor joy in that show and it's like oh yeah i've seen her you know doing that pose where she you know i've seen the pictures of her like sitting at the chessboard with her hands underneath her head and so she can make a joke about that and it's like I get that. You, you you can get it without having seen the actual show. And I feel like someone like Nick, you really need to watch these videos to get why they're so funny, why they're so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can't, I'm not a musician. I can't play any music. I, I wish I could write songs like this and make ballads like this. It's just so funny and so cool to me. Yeah. Well, at the time of this taping, um, all of Nick's social media pages are covered in content relating to Spirit Halloween. <laughs> you're, you're familiar with the Spirit Halloween trilogy that he's made? Uh, not specifically, but in talking about memes, like there's so many Spirit Halloween memes popping up. Uh, like they replaced Facebook's server centers with their own stores. I guess, I guess, you know, this time of year, they're just taking over any space they can to sell Halloween merch. Oh, well, it, it goes beyond that with, with this. You should, you should look this up. Uh, as far as I can tell, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole this morning watching some of these videos. It seems like Spirit Halloween asked Nick to make them a viral video song. Like they, they said, like, hey, oh, make yeah? us a theme song. This is the theme for Spirit Halloween. And he did, and it was a huge hit. And he's done two more like music videos for them since then. But in his like style, his very weird, sweaty, in jokey style, he's like um, bleeding from like from his face. It's really crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, he just released the the third video in the series, and it picks up, I guess, a year after the second video that came out last year, and it's like a post apocalyptic hellscape where he's proposing that we just rebuild everything in the world as spirit halloweens all i want to see is spirit halloween in every single store on every single street make a global proclamation from sea to shining sea where beetlejuice is president and i will be the king why not make what's left of the planet a spirit On that topic, what are you doing for Halloween? Are you, are you going dressed up as anything? No plans yet, but it seems like uh, you'll see a lot of the squid game costumes out there. I saw you can already get them on Amazon. I don't know how people can turn these products around so fast, but <laughs> it seems like it'll be a pretty hot thing. What about you? Uh, no, I, I don't know yet. I'm going to um, Outside Lands uh, music concert in San Francisco, and so I'm trying to figure out, should I go dressed up in costume? I don't I don't know if, <laughs> if that's a good idea or a bad idea. You got to check the dress code. Yeah. 
What about in the past? Do you have an all-time favorite best Halloween costume you've done? Uh, maybe I was Lenny Kravitz one year. Oh, that's good. I can't remember any other ones. Uh, that was that was probably one of my favorite ones. What about you? Oh, in the past? Uh, I should have had an answer to my own question ready. <laughs> oh, uh, one year in college, I was Ash Ketchum. Uh, and so I went, I, I, bought the, I bought the hat on eBay, and I had a little stuffed Pikachu. And, a, a, you know, I, I had, uh, I went to Walmart and got, like, coupled together a costume from just odds and ends around there. Um, I'm very proud of how that costume turned out. <laughs> and, and I had a friend draw on my face the little animated style squiggles that he has on his face the, the in lieu of freckles yeah i feel like everyone gets one like very good uh halloween costume that outshines all their costumes in their life like they absolutely really, they really make it work once at least yep <laughs> well I, got, I gotta go watch squid game and maybe maybe i can you know i actually understand what's happening this year it's only like eight or nine episodes so definitely worth it oh my gosh all right let's do it well, that was Nick Letzko, who's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nick Letzko. Samir, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing these follows with us. Before we go, let's make sure listeners know how to find you online. You are in a lot of different places online, so, so where do you want them to follow you? Um, at Samir, for sure, on Instagram. On YouTube, you just got to search for me, Samir Celebrity Home Shopping. Still trying to get YouTube to give me the Samir URL. And then, yeah, Instagram, Twitter... Um, celebrity home shopping uh, on Facebook. I don't know. You want me to tell everywhere? Yeah, <laughs> hey, wherever you want. Yeah, <laughs> lots of places. Uh, they should check out Zillow Gone Wild too. It's been pretty fun the last year with that. Um, that's uh, biggest on Instagram, so it's probably a place to follow it. Great account. Love Zillow Gone Wild. Yeah. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ and this show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FollowFridayPod. And you can find clips from the show on YouTube at followfriday.co slash YouTube. Follow Friday's theme music was written by me and performed by Yona Marie. Our show art was illustrated by Dodie Hermawan. That's all for this week. This is Eric Johnson reminding you to talk about people behind their backs. And when you do, say something nice. See you next Friday. <laughs>